Our scripture reading today is coming from the book of Matthew, chapter 19, verse 13. Then little children were being brought to him in order that he might lay his hands on them and pray. The disciples spoke sternly to those who brought them. But Jesus said, Let the little children come to me and do not stop them. For it is to such as these that the kingdom of heaven belongs. And he laid his hands on them and they went on their way. The word of God for the people of God. Well, good morning, Cumberland family. (laughs) We are so happy to be back here today to share with you a word I believe that God has laid on my heart for you all. As you may know, Micah and Brian are some of our closest friends here in Alabama. So we are always so delighted when they ask us to come in to visit their Cumberland family to fill in. Last time, my husband graced you all with his presence in this very same pulpit. So, of course, when the ask was put out there by Micah and Brian, Guy looked at me and said, your turn. <laughs> so looks like you guys are stuck with me today. But I take on the challenge with joy and delight, as it is always such an honor for me to come to the body for the purposes of edifying them in Christ Jesus our Lord. So I have to tell you that I come from a family of ministers, and being a daughter of actually a retired Presbyterian minister, it is no question that ministry flows through my veins. It's flowed through my veins for so long. But anyone who knows me knows that I am passionate about one area in particular when it comes to ministry, and that is the area of children's ministry. In addition to serving in various different contexts to reach the next generation and multiple denominations, I've had the opportunity by the grace of God and because God has such a sense of humor to speak on large platforms, to share my heart in reaching the next generation for Christ. I co-host a radio show formerly known as Children's Ministry Today on Fishbowl Radio Network, now Effective Living. I also host monthly live webinars for the purposes of training children's ministry leaders all over the world on best practices when it comes to reaching children, when it comes to reaching the next generation and maintaining um, really a healthy children's ministry department. And in the past year, I was humbled to publish my very first book, Children's Ministry Moving Forward, sharing my experiences, mostly my mess-ups and my blunders, to help others in the area of children's ministry. So yes, my passion today is clear, and I'm so grateful, so grateful to God, because Jesus said, let the little ones come to me, do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. And I believe today that any church not intentional in reaching its children is missing the future. I love 
reading from the works of Charles Spurgeon from the 1800s. He was a strong figure in the Reformed Baptist tradition who remains to this day to be highly influential among various um, Christian denominations. I don't know if I read him because his, his writing is so eloquent or if it makes me feel really, really smart after I'm done reading it, but I love reading it. But among all of his works, there's this hidden treasure that's called Come Ye Children. And this was published in 1897. And in it, Spurgeon says this, Some have hindered the children because they have forgotten the child's value. Oh, it is only a child. But the soul's price does not depend upon its years. There is something to be made of them if they yield themselves to Christ now. Who knows what glory God may have for them? Whole nations may be enlightened by them. Let us all recognize the true value of children. You know, my husband and I, we just recently returned from a trip, uh, a pretty lengthy trip, I would say, from Spain. Uh, we also had an opportunity to cross over to France. And I have to say, we were there on missions. And I have to say, this is probably one of the scariest, boldest mission trips that we've ever been on out of the many, many that we've been on. For months prior to this point, we were prepping and we were preparing and we were doing dramas and practicing all of these dramas for the purposes of reaching the Basque people, in particular through creative ways with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Day after day, throughout this 11-day trip, we went into the festivals, into the highways, into the byways to share the hope of Christ with so many. And I have to say, this was so hard, you guys, because there was so much rejection, so much drunkenness, so much partying, and people who have grown so cold to the message of Christ. But there was one thing in particular that really drew my attention. Despite all of that, and it was the children. I can see those little eyes fixed on every move as we performed, as we, we took turns and we shared our testimonies and had them translated in Spanish. Waiting with anticipation, they sat there wondering what we were going to do next. There was actually an image that was so powerful to me, I actually posted it on social media, and it was a picture of all of the crowds as they're busily hurrying to the next event. We were at the famous, infamous running of the bulls. And as people are running and they're celebrating and they're rushing, in front of us is this tarp that we had laid out. And the tarp was full of children sitting, eyes gazed, watching the drama, listening to our every word, eager to see what was next. It was the children. You know, in the book of John, chapter 21, verse 15, following the crucifixion, Jesus meets with the disciples after his resurrection. And many of you may recall, this was Peter's first encounter with Christ after denying him three times before the crucifixion. And in approaching Peter, specifically, they enter into this dialogue, a lot of you may remember, where Jesus asked, Peter, do you love me? And of course, Peter says, yes. And Jesus says, feed my sheep. 
But then Jesus questions him again, Peter, do you love me? And then Peter responds, yes, of course, Lord, you know I love you. And Jesus says, then feed my lambs. Jesus calls us to feed not only his sheep, but his lambs. And it is the responsibility, I believe, of us all to feed the young flock of God. Unfortunately, most sermons preached by the old can go over the heads of the young, whose faith is just as valid in Christ. So we must be intentional in making the word of God come alive in a way that they can understand. This is actually a joy of mine. I love making the Word of God come alive for children. I have been known to dump multiple body parts in slime to show how sticky sin is. I have done experiments and explosions, make sure you wear goggles, by the way, to show Christ's redemptive work on the cross. And I have had children dissolve magic paper in water to demonstrate how Christ washes away our sins. Whatever you do, make sure, whatever you say, that the children can always understand how noble and blessed is the Christian man or woman who can speak in a way that is understood and comprehended by a child. It is funny how so many question a child's capacity to come to mature faith in Christ. In fact, some of the most mature and purest forms and acts of love that I have ever seen have been performed by children. And some of the most immature acts that I've seen, I have to say, I've seen by adults. Let's just say I've broken up a few fights or two in the church's narthex before. <laughs> but I will never forget a little girl. Her name was Macy. She was in our children's church. She saw a new girl. She came in, and she was scared, and she was just not accustomed to this children's church environment. But Macy, a young child, took the initiative to approach her, to love on her, and make her feel a part of the group. It wasn't a greeter. It wasn't an usher. It wasn't a pastor. It was a child. You see, children shouldn't be overlooked, despised, or treated like a nuisance with no real value to the kingdom until they mature. No, to the contrary, I say that children are capable, even while they are still children, to bring glory to God. You know, one of the recent projects that I've had the opportunity to work on this past month was on a four-week series for GROW Curriculum. My assignment that they gave me was love. As I wrestled on how to make this timeless truth come alive for children, and it was a wrestle, and I continue to wrestle to this day as the deadline is approaching, I began to reflect on how easily it is for us to forget about this principle as we grow up as adults. As I reflected in the famous love chapter, chapter 13 in the book of Corinthians, Paul reminds us, there are three things that remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Love is the greatest qualification for serving children. But we cannot give what we do not have to others. So it's so important that we train leaders, that we train up teachers to love God, to mature in their own faith, 
so that they can feed our children. Because as you know, lambs cannot feed off of just anything. Too often, and I've been guilty of this, when it comes to children, we rush to put something together. But we shouldn't just put anything together when it comes to the sacred work. We must not offer to the Lord that which costs us nothing. If you have been guilty of questioning the significance of children, do not fret. You are not alone. I am guilty. It's so funny how you grow up and you become a parent. Even the disciples were guilty of turning a blind eye to children, taking for granted their great contribution to the kingdom of God. How ironic Christ's example to us all in the book of Luke chapter 18, where he says, I tell you the truth, anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child, this little child will never enter it. Rather than the child needing to grow up and become a man, the man must grow down and become like a child. You know, I I call them the grandparents. They're not my grandparents. They're my children's grandparents, and they're here today after having our kids in Cincinnati, Ohio, for over a month and a half. Can you guys just clap your hands for them, please? (laughs) But it, it, it always amazes me. I see the memories that they build for my children. They, they talk about things at, uh, that went back in a time that I never thought that they could comprehend and even remember. And I see their grandparents, whenever they interact, grandpappy, we call them in particular, rolling around on the floor with our son. And I'm like, man, I'm tired just looking at you. But I, I honor it so much because it reminds me of this very point, how important Jesus is calling us to grow down and become like a child. So I pray today, may parents, as well as those who are called for this sacred, this is a sacred holy work, to rise up to teach the little lambs of God. To teach them that the Word of God is alive and active and that this book that we call the Bible isn't an old fable, but that it is a timeless truth and it is able to help them face the real challenges that they face in this world day to day. May we not forget people like Timothy. The book of 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verse 15, tells us from childhood, From childhood was he taught the scriptures, lessons instilled in him from his mother Eunice and his grandmother Lois. May we not forget people like Samuel, who was as a child, was called by God in the middle of the night. May we not forget people like David, who faced Goliath as a kid, when much more mature men who were trained for this heroic work shrunk back. Children are so important. Listen to me this morning. Future evangelists and great leaders of the faith sit among us today, hidden in our families, in our communities, and on the church pew. But how can they learn without a teacher? So in the words of Charles Spurgeon, may God raise up bold men and women for the sacred work 
that the truth about sin and righteousness and judgment will be written on the child's heart. That the truths concerning the love of God, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the work of the Holy Spirit never be forgotten by them. And may they know the virtue and necessity of the atoning blood of our Lord, the power of his resurrection, and the glory of his second coming. I encourage you this morning to see the significance in every child that you meet in your family and outside of your family on the street corner and in the church pew to recognize their value and their contribution to the faith right now. To pray for the children that they may know Christ and the hope of his calling for their own lives. And if God is tugging on your heart to rise up and answer to the call of this mighty work. Let us pray. Father, thank you for blessing us with little children. God, forgive us when we have allowed the hustle and the busyness of our own lives to undervalue the significance of little children and the sacred work. Help us, Lord, to care for your lambs that they may know you and experience the abundant living, the amazing living that God has called them to in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.